My name is Lauren Steiner, and welcome to the Great Grant Seeking Podcast. In my over 20 years of experience in institutional fundraising, I have seen how effective grant seeking can help elevate organizations and elevate their abilities to achieve their missions. On this podcast, I explore timely topics in grant seeking and talk about how you can level up your grant seeking. My particular interest though in this podcast is not just to talk about great grant seeking in a vacuum, but really to talk about how we do it in today's changing world. And that means by elevating the voices of those served and by growing equity in our sector. So welcome to this episode of the Great Grant Seeking Podcast. We have a great guest today, Abby Tier from Grants Plus, and we're going to be talking about getting your first grant from a national foundation. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Great Grant Seeking Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a wonderful colleague, Abby Tier, Senior Advisor at Grants Plus. So welcome to the podcast, Abby. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It's exciting to be here. One of the topics that I get frequently asked about is how do I get a grant from a national foundation? So that's what Abby and I are going to delve into today. Abby, why don't you start by telling us about yourself and what you do at Grants Plus? Sure. Yeah. So as Lauren mentioned, I'm a senior advisor at Grants Plus. Um, I've been with the company for just over four years now. I'm based in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, in my role as senior advisor, I help guide our best practices as they relate to funder research and prospect research. Um, And then I also um, serve the role as an engagement strategist, so helping clients kind of shape their grant strategy. Um, And I work with clients in long-term engagements with Grants Plus. So in that work, Abby, you must hear a lot clients wanting to get grants from national foundations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very common. And what do you think is the draw for a client wanting to get grants in the, from a national foundation? Well, I think first and foremost, it's um, the size of the grant funding, the kind of the capacity that those funders have um, is really attractive to a lot of nonprofits, understandably so. You know, I think a lot of them see a national funder and see potential there to get, you know, say a six-figure gift to support They're their work. They're seeing big dollars, mm-hmm. big dollars, potential for big dollars. Right. Yeah. And I think also there is an element, too, probably of, um, you know, feeling as though once you have support from one national funder, it may be easier to get support from other funders. So there is that element of, you know, once you got your foot in the door or have that achievement, that that could then create some momentum for you. Right. 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 So tell us what have you seen work in organ for organizations trying to get the attention of national funders? Yeah, I think there are several things um, that can work to your advantage if you're an organization that's trying to make an impact um, on a national funder. And um, first and foremost, I think the approach the type of approach you take to the funder matters, right? So um, I'll give an example, a concrete example for one of these um, strategies was we worked with a client that had applied to a national funder um, numerous times, I think twice or three times, and had been previously declined by this funder. So they were a little bit discouraged. And 
um, we guided them to reach out to the contact that they had received their decline from. So they looked back in their email, they had a decline email from a, a, an individual at the foundation, and um, we, we advised them to reach out to that person and make a connection. Um, and I think that really impressed the funder, right? It showed that the client was taking initiative. They um, started the conversation by asking if they could learn more about how they might be more successful. Um, and that led to a great dialogue between the funder and the client and then success receiving funding down the road. Yeah. That dialogue can make all the difference, mm -hmm. right? And that goes for any type of grant seeking. We're talking national foundations, local foundations, but just building a real true relationship and a connection just can go such a long way. Absolutely. And so, you know, other approaches that kind of leverage that connection, um, idea too is, you know, if you have a board member or another contact who has a connection at a foundation, mm -hmm. um, asking that person to make an introduction can go a long way. Um, something else I think in this post-COVID world too that's possible is um, attending conferences and making a, yeah. a personal introduction to a funder if you see someone um, in person at a networking event or conference. I think that, that in-person interaction can really leave a large impact. Yeah. Right. And I, that is an approach that I've seen work as well. You know, organizations that have attended national conferences just happen to be sitting next to someone from a national foundation and get to talking and realize that there is some sort of alignment there. You know, it's always that alignment always has to be there. If that alignment between what a funder funds and what an organization mm -hmm. is doing is not there, it's like game over. We're not talking about connecting with anyone that would you know, it wouldn't necessarily matter to build a connection if there's not that alignment. But right. if there is that alignment, you may still need some additional boosts through relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there any approach in your, in your work that you have seen organizations try that is not successful with a national funder? Yeah, the I mean, definitely the, the cold application, right? The putting in a request without having that dialogue or the connection ahead of time. I'd say nine times out of 10, that's not successful. Um, I think the times when that could be successful is if there's a specific RFP that's released by the funder, right? And the intention is that, you know, all applicants would be um, applying without having that conversation if they have a project that is a fit, right? But I think that that cold um, request submission just isn't something that is um, a good strategy for, for most. You know, I have to agree. It, it, it's just, uh, it's an interesting thing. I think for those um, people who don't do grant seeking kind of day in and day out, they believe that they can just wing in an application cold, a great well-written, well-aligned application that's going to garner this very large national funding. And unfortunately, it's really an exception if that gets attention, you know, paid to it. So Abby, when we talk about having to have or build a relationship with a national funder, how do we do that in this sort of new world of grant seeking where equity is on everyone's mind. Tell me how we, you know, make the case for building a relationship when we're also looking at building equity in our field. That's a really a good question and a tough question, Lauren, because I feel what first comes to mind for me is that not everybody has equal access mm -hmm. to those connections like 
board members, right, who might be super well connected in the national realm or the right. ability to travel to a conference and the resources needed to make that happen and make that in-person connection. Um, I think something that is a little bit low, lower barrier to entry, maybe, and something that I think is can be just as successful is picking up the phone or sending an email to a program officer. A lot of these larger foundations have websites. They publish contact information for their staff and program right. officers. So it can be just as um, just as successful to reach out to that person and um, start the conversation that way. Right. And that's no cost. And, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of forget sometimes, I think, that foundations are staffed by professional staff members whose job it is to give away the dollars in a way that aligns with their own mission. So, you know, they have incentive to answer the phone and to, you know, connect with the potential grantees or connect with grantees where there's not a fit because no one wants to do work, you know, extra work, either the grantee or the funder. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Do you think, Abby, that all organizations have the potential to be funded by a national foundation? You know, that there's a lot of nuance, I think, in that question, right? And gray area and factors and layers to consider. Um, so a blanket answer, I would say no. Um, but within that, again, like that nuances, you have to think about things like your organizational capacity. Does it make sense for you as an organization to... Um, to dedicate the time or resources to complete a, what might be a very lengthy, you know, grant application. Some of these national funders, like especially government funders, have lots of requirements. Um, it's a heavy lift and a big commitment organizationally to get the application submitted. Then following that, you know, it doesn't, the work doesn't end there. There's reporting requirements and due diligence that has to be done to manage the grant. And that's another thing to consider is, you know, does your organization have the capacity then to fulfill those requirements or manage the grant on the back end of things. Um, so that's something to consider. And also just realizing that, um, you know, if you're a small local organization or serving a very um, specific population in one geographic area, unless your work aligns with, you know, maybe a big national issue or systems change work, um, that there might not be interest from national funders, even though your work is important and valuable. Um, it just might not be the right fit. That is such a good point. And I think sometimes when I hear organizations coming and saying, we need grants from national foundations, the reason behind it is because they think they've maxed out their local community. So they want to try to reach to out outside of that to another funder. And the truth is funders don't give because we have a need. They give for a cause, you know? And so that cause has to be something that aligns with that funder's interests. Right. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. So what advice would you give to an organization that wants to seek a grant from a national foundation? Where do they start? Well, I think um, knowing what, what you want to apply for is a really good first step, right? Having a really solid um, sense of what your program or project is, um, because that then sort of dictates who you're looking at and sort of who your potential funders are. Um, I think it's also really helpful to have a solid sense of who, which national funders are funding organizations in your specific um, discipline or service area. 
And it can also be helpful as you're kind of in this phase of discovering who the funders are and what they're interested in, um, you know, being kind of keyed into philanthropic news and keeping a pulse um, if you're able to on who these larger funders are supporting and what their interests are. Um, I think just having that context can help you to, you know, show that you've done your educational pieces, like you're informed when you reach out to them about who the funder is. And what is the best way to identify, you know, who are the national funders in my space as a nonprofit mm-hmm. organization? I mean, it ranges. You can, from doing a Google search to using, you know, a sophisticated grant uh, prospecting database, um, those are good starting points. Um, as I mentioned, philanthropic news sources a lot of times publish um, who's really active in specific sectors or disciplines. Um, that can be really helpful for understanding who the big players are. Um, and right. also looking at who is funding your peer organization. So mm-hmm. if there's another like organization that has the same sort of mission as yours, you can look to see who, um, if what, if any, national funders they've received support from. But the bottom line is it might be possible, you know? I mean, no one, you know, you get 0% of the grants that you don't go for. So what's, you know, if you feel like you may be, um, if you feel like you may be eligible for a national grant, why not try for one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say if the capacity is there to do it, if there's a good fit and you've done your work to make the connection ahead of time, um, sometimes you can be very pleasantly surprised. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then down the line, there might be another opportunity um, to to follow up with that contact, right? Who, exactly. Yeah. yeah, early in my career, um, I was working with an organization and there was a national funder that really aligned really well. And it took us three tries. On the third try is when we actually got a grant awarded. And the first two, um, you know, I just made sure and got all the feedback I possibly could and made sure that we addressed every question they had, every concern they may have had. Um, But it it took a couple of tries. So that's the other thing too, is, you know, in development, we're always having to be resilient and you never take a no as a no forever, but it's Mm -hmm. a no for now. Sure. And I'm sure it really impressed the funder too, that you followed up and you got that feedback and you demonstrated that you were willing to learn and grow and do better in your next application, perhaps. So I feel like that probably reflected really positive and maybe even helped your chances. Well, Abby, thank you so much. I know this is a really hot topic and I think you had some great practical advice for our listeners. So thank you for joining us on this episode. And thank you too to the listeners for listening to today's episode. And if today's conversation inspired you to change up something about your grant seeking, please follow this podcast and you'll hear more discussions like this one, Um, with experts like Abby who are excelling in our field. And if you enjoyed the episode, please give it a follow. Please share it with your colleagues or leave a rating and review. And see you next time. Bye-bye.